there any impact potentially in the yeah. environment or why, why we need to separate it? Either case, you, you don't want oil, uh, that mix of oil down in the drain because it will, in the river and in the lakes, it's a pollution. And in the treatment system, it is that's not a process which they are built for, so it will more or less go through the treatment process anyway. Welcome to the Urbanista, where we discuss the water management challenges of Nordic cities. From safe drinking water distribution and stormwater collection to building sustainable urban living environments. Here is your host, Delphine Vassalo. Hey, welcome back, Urbanistas. It's so nice to be back in your ears. Thank you for pressing that little play button. Welcome again to season two of The Urbanista, where we discuss everything related to water management in Nordic cities. Do you remember your physics lessons at the school when you were in the upper secondary school or so-called high school? So those experiments where you were putting a glass and mixing oil, motor oil and water, and then just shake it. And little by little, you started to see that the oil and the water were separating. And it's pure physics, as the, my old teacher used to say, well, that's the density and a bunch of other technical things. And the, so that's how we run these yeah, experiments that back in, the, back in the school. But what if instead of just a small glass, we have a huge deposit or even more like uh, hundreds of hundreds of liters in constant flow and everything is mixed. How do we do that? How does that in reality happens? And what would happen inside of a proper storm wise storm water solution? How do we separate this oil or dense liquid from the water and the, how do we clean it? That's the question. That is the question. And now we have Actually, a person who knows more than me about this. Who are you and what do you do? Uh, I'm Richard Granat, so I'm a solution manager for our Stormwise offering. So, working with that all, all day long. And uh, today we will talk about this oil separation, of course. Good to have you back, Richard. Thank well, you. actually, it has been yeah already a couple or, or three times mm -hmm. so that you come to our studio in Helsinki and to, yeah, to discuss more in depth about yeah, about oil separators, which is today's topics. And well, to start, so what, how do we define what is an oil separator and what, why do we need it? Yeah. And in this case, what we are talking about today, it's, it's oil separation from, as you said, it's stormwater, but also mm -hmm. could be sewer from the industry or something like that. So it's, it's a device, technical device that helps us to treat the stormwater or the sewer from oil, more or less. That's the that's and it. this oil from where this oil may come <clears throat> from. Yeah, if you talk about uh, stormwater, it's uh, like you can see a parking area or maybe a road where you have mm. uh, transportation, different cars, and you, you could actually have oil from that. I mean, coming from petrol, also uh, you know, small drips from from the hydraulics and so on. So so we have a lot of traffic that might be oil. So that's uh, one source. Uh, if you're in the industry or talking about the sewer, it can also be in the process. You are doing some mechanics and, and need oil to you know, sharpen when you do tooling and stuff like that. So, so it can also come from industrial process, but then we are talking about 
let's say sewer wastewater, but uh, in the in the traffic and in the parking areas, it's stormwater. So stormwater hits flush the oil that has been dripping on the asphalt down in the drain. And that's the one which collected and ends up down in the in the stormwater yeah, system. Yeah. So for other types of disposed oils, that's mm -hmm. a separate conversation, yes. which is more yeah. industrial. Yeah, industrial application that we don't that that's not what we are we are trying to explain today no, no. so all this oil or small particles of oil come and mix together with mm. the with the rainwater and the so what what is important that we we separate this is this is there any impact potentially in the no. environment or why, why we need to separate it it could be i mean the, these uh, drains they are either separately, let's say, going down to somewhat ends up in a recipient in mm -hmm. a river or in a lake. It can also, in older combined system, it could actually also end up in, in the treatment plant of the sewer, even if it's stormwater, because some of these systems are combined. And in either case, you, you don't want oil, uh, that mix of oil down in the drain, because it will... In the river and in the lakes, it's a pollution, and in the treatment system, uh, it is th that's not a process which they are built for. So it will more or less go through the treatment process anyway, and uh, it will go through the treatment yeah. process. So that's why it's important to separate, separate the oil yeah. before yeah, yeah. that water gets to the treatment yeah. uh, facility or yeah. the treatment process. And it's also easier to separate it upstream because there you have the higher uh, concentration. Let's say if you have it from a parking area, mm -hmm. it's anyway quite uh, high concentration. But if it mixes and comes in the drain with a lot of different storm water, then it's so small, let's say, concentrations, you couldn't even uh, separate it uh, downstream more or less. So it's easier to do it upstream at the source. Why becomes more because it gets more diluted as yeah, it, it goes diluted, yeah. way down downstream. And also mixed, and you also have higher flows. So if you have a bit lower flow and it's maybe not, uh, let's say, mixed with the water uh, still, then it's easier to to separate it. All right. So if we need to treat or to separate that oil before getting, of course, to the recipient before getting, uh, is there any? variant or different types of oil separators that uh, for different types of oils or, or how, well, how, not for or uh, different the... uh, type of oil but you can say there are mainly two different classes if you're talking about mm -hmm. oil separators and they are uh, produced or designed in the way that that uh, they separate different let's say they are uh, class one and class two so the the class one is let's say a better oil separator but it's also, uh, let's say, more expensive and more, uh, let's say, yeah, costly. So, so you could choose when when is it okay with the class two or when do you need a class one. And I would say normally, normally today, uh, you would use a class one to achieve what you need. So to to separate storm water, you always uh, oil from storm water, you you would need a class one. So it's. More or less, that what we are using the class one, which will be the one that is more efficient at separating. Yeah, it has this coalescing filter. It's called which is coalescing yeah. filter. So now we're in the physics. You are back in school. Exactly. <laughs> so then we'll go back to the physics uh, terms. So if we have this, but then you are recommending that is uh, class one. But is there any 
legal framework or regulation that that is telling us you are good enough you are good to go with a class two or is yeah or is there any exactly. legal framework so so, th so that is one help so you have in regulation it's more or less classified where you need a class one and where you need a class two and normally then in this classification or regulation it, it is a class one for stormwater so that's also a, a bit of a help and then um, there is also a standard then which regulates how a class one, how it should be built up and designed to separate the correct amount of, of oil, let's say. So it's both mm -hmm. a standard, describes how mm -hmm. efficient oil separate should be, and there's regulation also telling you when do you need class one, when do you need class two, and at what places do you need it. Parking lots as one example then. Car wash, you could say, even if that's not stormwater, then you are back in the sewer, but, but there could expect a lot of oil of course because you're washing and you're using detergents many other which, chemicals yeah, not only exactly. oil and detergent or whatever we use yeah. to 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 is used to clean the cars yeah but so, also those yeah. the, the and that's it actually also harder to separate because if you have this uh, detergents you, you get like an emulsion or mix of oil and water that's the i mean reason to use a detergent is to be able to mix oil and water to wash it away, but then it's also harder to separate. So then you would need this class one and with the coalescing to get the oil out of the water again. And there you of course have also, you know, circulating systems. You are not putting it in the drain, let's say, but mm. no. So what would be the main uh, criteria to choose the type of oil separator that uh, that you would need for, for any given yeah, project? Yeah. So it is uh, uh, the, type of site that you have then or mm -hmm. application but then it's varying in size as well so i mean uh, if you have a big parking area you couldn't use the smallest oil separator then you need a bigger because you have also the you need some uh, type of retention time so dependent on the flow you need to vary the size of the oil separator and it also catches uh, sludge or sediments mm -hmm. So also that you can vary this, the size of this sludge trap, dependent on where you are. All right. Then depending also, all right, also one crucial item is the flow, is the volume mm -hmm. that you need certain type of retention. Otherwise it just gets clogged or the separation of oil is not that efficient. No. So you more or less need, uh, a specific volume or retention time to separate it because it takes some time you have this coalescing filter which help because it collects small oil particles make them bigger and when they are big enough they will float up to the surface of the oil separator so that's where it ends up in the in the end it's in the top of the oil separator it is the process that yeah. we learn from our teacher at school but exactly. as you said it just needs that the water needs to be stand still certain amount of time yeah. so it allows for this well this uh, 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 different densities to, to the, the oil particles to go to go up yeah but then can can we i mean because this this coalescence is the team that the the, the it's, it's difficult to grasp the, mm -hmm. the sense can can we see it actually so if you are listening this only audio you may want to go to our youtube channel because we have something to show you uh, that now Rika will uh, will explain visually how does actually happen that that yeah. separation and how does it even look the oil separator? So here you can see an oil separator actually. Okay, we, we have a tank, yeah, that or a chamber that that we have here, and inside what do we have inside? 
Yeah, so I mean, we have the, the inlet here and the outlet, so that's uh, where, where the water comes in and goes out. And in the inside, we have this the blue uh, coalescing filter. Uh -huh. yeah. And there's also actually a, a closing valve here, which, which would, let's say, when it's full of oil, uh, it will close so, so you couldn't, let's say, of the oil you already catched, so it shouldn't go out. So there is a, is a valve and this blue coalescing filter. And in the bottom here, that's actually the sludge trap. So so the oil will separate and end up in the top part of the oil separator and the sludge will end up here and the, the let's say the clean water will go out through the filter and out in the the in, in, inlet. Uh, sorry, in the outlet. And then of course uh, this here on top you would have a riser pipe and a cover. So I mean it's buried underground and uh, you will reach it then from when you do the maintenance and so on you will reach it of course from the cover so you are on the asphalt you mm -hmm. open the cover and down you go uh, with the with the hose to to empty the oil and to empty the sludge so you want to uh, empty it as so, a part, important part of the maintenance if this whole tank is clearly on the ground how deep from the top of the the, the cover Mm. I mean, that, that is what is surface, yeah. or is it still there's still some more ground yeah above? We, yeah so we i mean let's say maybe a meter or so underground here from the top and up depends on of course i mean it we are quite upstream so this is early in the system so it doesn't need to be that deep because from here then uh the the, the sewage pipeline have some declination for the water too because it's no pumps or anything, it's it's gravity system. So this is, I mean, close to the parking area, let's say in the top of the system. And then it goes further down the drain, let's say after this one. So it's quite shallow installations, but maybe up to one meter. Okay, so then what, <clears throat> why is it important to have this this racer? Yeah, I mean, so this, uh, this racer will allow you to anyway uh, adjust it to the site-specific conditions and it's uh, also important that it's tight here because there could be you know water entering from it, it could be partly in groundwater so I mean it's important that this device is tight also the connection here in the socket between the riser and the oil separator mm -hmm. and of course also the lid so you don't get let's say water that you don't want in there uh, shouldn't water go. coming from i mean somewhere yeah. is not and, necessarily and not, and not also leaking out if you are catching oil and it should it should leak out of course as well in, in the ground so i mean it's both ways well important. of course because yeah. if we are uh if the already the filtered water goes i mean in and then up and <clears> out to our which outlet. could happen you know in a flood event or something like that so i mean in that case it should be really tight uh, to be secure and to keep the pollution inside the, the oil separator and not dilute it with water that shouldn't go out the drain. So that's it. But then at which point, whether it is oil or with this all this sludge that starts to accumulate at the bottom, at which point do we need to give maintenance? Yeah. Is it depend okay, of course, depending on the volumes that are coming in, uh depending you say the, the, the location, the dimension of the tank, how how big or how how small that can be <clears throat> i mean you are doing you could do quite big oil separators but but let's say a, a smaller one for thousand two thousand square meters is maybe one to one and a half meter in diameter and one to two meters deep 
something like that. It's enough for those kind of areas. And then if you have bigger areas you need, that, then you could do it actually also horizontal lying, big, bigger tanks and so on. But, but the most used is these, you know, parking areas. And okay, they could be huge parking areas, of course, mm. but, but normally maybe a few thousand square meters. And then you can do it with this, let's say, smaller ones. And the, the capacity. <clears throat> so this in these dimensions that you just explained, uh, how much, how many liters can we clean? Or uh, is it is it yeah. per time, per event? So how? So in this standard, you also explain. So you need a certain amount to be able to call it. You have this NS value, so it's a NS three six ten and so on. And then you define the oil storage capacity and the sludge storage capacity. Talking about maintenance, yeah. yes. How much is too much sludge inside mm -hmm. there, and how often should we? How do we know that we have to provide maintenance? Exactly, because that's the question, is it? You have, I mean, let's say you will empty this yearly or something like that, and, and you have the dimensioning is <clears throat> made for that already. So mm -hmm. the size of oil separator is ch chosen to the si size of the site. But then you need to know when it's actually uh, ready to empty. And for that, we have alarms. So you have an alarm <clears throat> in the bottom. Uh, telling now the sludge uh, volume is full. Uh, one in the top where telling that now the oil storage is full. It's full. And then you have also one, you can call it alarm then for if the uh, level, water level of the whole oil separator goes up. And it could tell you different things. It could tell you that this auto closing valve is, is uh, closed. It could also be some other blockage or whatever. So you get this alarm when the level increases because that's not normal and then you should get the alarm. So you have only three sensors in, in uh, this oil separator alarm to help you. Three sensors, three <coughs> alarms, what are those electronic so or how, how do they work each one of them? Okay, when they, there's yeah. large amount braces, but... So it's, it's more or less a level meet, you can say. The new ones, mm -hmm. they will also tell you say now it's 10 percent full 20 30 40 and the more traditional ones they just say now it's full <laughs> now it's full but, but how do we know or, or is it i mean what i'm trying to figure out is yeah. is there any connection or is that a person needs to come and check regularly no yeah, yeah but you can have it uh, normally you have a control box then inside the building where you can hear and see it and it will give a noise and the sound but you also, of course, in the, the more uh, modern versions, you can connect it to the cloud and you can have, of course, uh, you know, uh, signal to your mobile device and so on. And also in the modern sensors, you will actually get, let's say, forecast because it will tell you how full it is. How it's get, how, yeah, little by little, it yes. gets full and full and how well you can, so you can uh, program yeah. when to do the maintenance. Excellent. Exactly. And, and if you have many to empty, I mean, if you are maybe a service company also, you could get some planning out of it. So you don't, you don't go to the ones which are not full yet. You only go to the ones which are full or on the way to be full. And then you could plan your maintenance a bit. But then of course you, let's say, empty a lot of oil separators. Then you have an advantage of a bit smarter control system or alarm system. So this oil <coughs> separator as, as a whole is one, one piece. Uh, of a more broader complex system because at some point you were mentioning that 
it may be a need of a retention before. Uh, so it's that yeah. how do we know how much if we need the retention or not before? Maybe uh, not the retention before. I mean, you could use that because you also need retention because it's a lot of water. And it could be advantage to use it also together with oil separator. <clears throat> Another thing to uh, control big flows is that you have a bypass also. So that is maybe more normal. So actually the really big flows that you also need to retain because of the volume of the flow, they go mm -hmm. bypass the oil separator and they and they have a retention system for that. And, and you could say, is it okay to go bypass? Because that, well, it, it's a combination. So when you dimension it, you do it, you, you, you treat, let's say most, more than 90%, maybe up to 95% of the yearly flow you will treat. And still some of the flow will go past and it's the bigger flows. It's also cost, uh, called first flush. So the, the most dirty water will go anyway, still through the oil separator and the diluted, when you have washed out the first flush out of the surface, it's more clean also. That, that That's what more or less bypass. So it's, uh, it's, let's say, not as polluted also the bypass water and, and it's really seldom also, maybe one or twice per year. Because that depends, of course, when you are dimensioning <clears throat> it, how much, I mean, how big are you going to put depending on the average volume that you are getting from, from upstream. Yes, nowadays we are seeing more storms, actually just a week ago okay, here in Helsinki. Yeah. Couple of weeks ago, actually in South Sweden, that was like huge, okay, those are extraordinary events. They're extreme, so they will bypass. They will bypass, <clears throat> yeah. but there's that only once a year or once every six months, yeah. and it's still acceptable that yeah. it bypasses not to, uh, saturate the, the filter that's a, it's that's okay a balance still. you do to have a good enough equipment uh, and get a good yearly treatment or separation of oil and still not having to invest too much so, so it i mean that that's what we help also when we talk with customers to help them plan <clears throat> and to get the most optimal size for their project so that customer could call us and we could help them to to dimension and, uh, so you have the optimal size not to overinvest. <laughs> okay, well, you exactly. can put it as big as you want, but do you really need it? Yeah. Is it really worth for to cover these one or two events per year? Uh, anyway, it will, or just let it, as you said, yeah. bypass. So, uh, and it's normally not worth it. And we can also calculate that in, in we have uh, some software to help to more or less forecast or model anyway, the, the pollution coming from the parking area and uh, the treatment process within the oil separator or in any other device that you are using to treat the stormwater and we can also model then the result that's for a typical uh, site uh, and for a typical size of site so we, we can help uh, with that and that that could be also you know a city center or something uh, larger area where you have different devices also connected uh, for for the full treatment let's say so that that we can help with where there is a parking whether well, it's a, as you mentioned now, a city center. So does that mean that there are, there's traffic? I mean, cars or yeah. trucks above, yeah. I've been going above yeah, yeah. So, so the old separator at some point. What yeah. do we need to consider? So um, because I mean, two trailers are, or trucks pass over. Um, there, there is, uh, <clears throat> you, you asked also in the start of the podcast here, uh, the different types of oil separators. And of course, there are also 
different materials and they're also made for different traffic loads and so on so so ours is made for let's say parking area traffic so you can have trucks passing i say on top of or mm-hmm. over the oil separator because it's it's uh, designed for that as well so it's it's a traffic load so even Whereas passing have... exactly over the oil yes, separator right yeah. with the cover and the lid so the cover is i mean in the asphalt and you can go over it the cover is traffic load proof and the oil separator as well <clears throat> so all right so then that so those... which gives flexibility because of course you could always let's say in theory you could put it in a green area where there's no traffic but then maybe for planning you don't have that space uh, there so sometimes you actually need it and also to be able to maintain it you would need a car sludge uh, getting car closer exactly yes so or over and yeah. to, to actually to, to clean <clears throat> it also for maintenance purpose of course it's easier if you could place it in those kind of traffic areas because the whole i mean the lid and the tank is made of uh, the, the lid is uh, cast iron but then the tank is polyethylene polyethylene yeah okay which is anyway in this case the one we are seeing is is uh, made so we are doing make, uh, producing it from our violite system actually which is really i mean also, the market knows it's in mm-hmm. 40 years and it's a really robust pipe system. And we, but we also produce tanks and chambers and separators from that that system, the Veolite system. So it's really robust. Also, I mean, as an owner of an oil separator, you would know that this lasts forever. That's forever? It. Yeah. That's a long time. 100 years. <laughs> More than you and me here yeah. in this. But, but yeah, actually, because this is certainly um, a long time investment. And yeah. what about the inside, the actual filter mm-hmm. or separator? How long that is? Uh, are we are we talking? How long it, it lasts? Uh, do we need to change the whole? You could, of course, uh, because at some point it could uh, clog, and it's of course possible also to exchange. But it's not like a filter that uh, the oil doesn't stop in the filter. Let's say. The filter helps the oil to create bigger drops, big enough to float up to the surface. So it doesn't stay in the filter, but eventually, of course, you get sludge and oil and stuff in the filter, and then you change it. But but it's really easy. You do, you do that. You just lift the cover, lift the filter up, and put the new down. And that's not, I mean, something you do every year. Maybe that's five and ten years in between. So, so. the overall investment, that's what. I guess that's what counts, not just uh, building and installing, but the overall investment along the whole life of the the useful life of the of the product. That's something to yeah. to consider or to or to quantify. Yeah, and I mean with with this Violite system, you have whatever is let's say the the structure, the the separator itself, it will be there for at least hundred years. But the filter, of course, is easy to change every let's say 50 years um, no problem and you will get also this alarm system telling because if it clogs the if it's easily clogs then, then the water level will increase and you will get the alarm also telling that something is wrong here it's clogging and then you will get the alarm and then you change the filter yeah, that that's yeah. part of the of the running yeah. how do we running the oil separator but uh, yeah so more than 100 years of useful life the external tank inside the actual filter actual oil separator okay we'll need more maintenance but 
the good thing is that easy to access. So you yeah. can you can change it. I, I say you I don't change never. every year, but the, whenever comes the time, you don't need to again dig out the no, whole thing. No digging and, and no no need to enter. I mean, you do all the maintenance from street level, so you access it. I mean, through the riser, but you don't need to go down there. You lift it up and do it from, all from ground level, of course. <clears throat> what well, all this, of course, the end goal is to preserve the env environment. From the out uh, uh, the outlet, where I mean, wherever that that water goes, uh, well, that's that's one of the main things, and I guess that's yeah, or, or the most important thing that we are helping yeah. uh, to preserve the environment wherever that uh, that water goes after. That's a good good point. I mean, this discussion may be a bit technical, but in the end, it's it's the recipients and the river and the lakes that we are saving from pollution or to to help prevent pollution. Let's say. <clears throat> to help prevent pollution and uh, yeah, to keep all these water recipients, whatever lakes or rivers or um, yeah, that's I guess that's the most important thing yeah. to consider in this. Anything to add, Ricard, about what to think, what to consider when when having a challenge or a challenge when thinking about installing a an old separator? Yeah, I mean uh, now it's maybe hard to think of, of the details, but also for a customer maybe not now knowing what what they need so just uh, call us then we will <clears throat> we will help uh, in the project i mean uh, so me and my colleagues so that is i guess the word to send send out if you have questions uh, of stormwater treatment oil separators contact us and we i guess we have it in the link yeah of course we have <laughs> oh actually yeah because this photo that if you are not watching us on, on on youtube okay this photo actually will will put it somewhere uh uh so you can visualize exactly what we have been uh discussing here thank you very much ricard and uh, we will be discussing watching. more things about stormwater management because we have more more topics Yes, this was more technical, but it's really going into the details and the why we should do it and how does it actually work, the whole, the whole separator. Thank you very much for watching and see you next time. See you. Thank you for listening to the Urbanista podcast, a production of Upono Infra, the leader in sustainable infrastructure solutions. If you found it interesting, why don't you share it with your colleagues? We all together can move our industry forward. <laughs>